0: one controller port podcast episode 37 i'm benjamin yoder uh i'm here today 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 talk about video games as usual the usual video game stuff i think last week i said i'm not really gonna talk about video games but then i really just talked about video game stuff most of the time (laughs) with the exception of like busting my laptop open uh I have no idea what dude that laptop are sitting over there. Um yeah, so uh so this week uh uh we're just gonna keep talking about stuff. I mean that is a podcast. Especially when you're on a podcast by yourself. You're probably just gonna keep talking about stuff. Uh like Kirby Battle Royale. So um I, I mentioned a while ago that uh i had resubscribed to gamefly and i was going to use that to to play random stuff i'd never played like kirby battle royale um i was only like 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 passively aware of kirby battle royale and i might write like a a just kind of short review on it or something uh but i kind of thought it was something else than what it actually is um what i saw of battle royale i maybe it was just the tutorial but basically i i remembered seeing like moving around an environment and killing things uh but from when i played this game there's only the tutorial where you're like in in a a grass field that you're like going around jumping over obstacles and stuff um I should probably explain what it is. It's like a top-down, a top-down 'em up where you can uh, use Kirby's uh, copy abilities to attack things. So I thought it was going to be like this, uh, you know, kind of like brawling adventure. Uh, but you do that tutorial, and then you uh, you basically go straight to a castle, and you go inside the castle, and you never leave the castle, as far as I can tell. Um, and, or like, uh, I think it's King, I don't know, does King day today have a castle? I don't know. Um... <laughs> So, anyways, whatever you're in, you're in this coliseum thing, um, and you basically just play a bunch of like Mario Party style mini games using this like top down brawler format, um, and you are completing these mini games with the ultimate goal of to get to eat some cake because that's Kirby. I think a lot of Kirby games are based around cake, uh, and that's that's okay. That's fine. Um, I think what's a problem is. <laughs> Like, I don't know. It's just like no. Anyways, I'll, I mean, I'll probably write a review on it. But basically, um, I I had no idea that it was just like a collection of of like mini games where you just kind of you know do these small quick objectives for a certain period of time. Um, and like with most Kirby games, most of the time it's not difficult. Uh, I just beat the last boss last night, and it was kind of frustrating because like. It's literally you have to win four mini games in a row, um, and if you lose on that last mini game, they send you right back to the start. And it's not—it didn't take a long time to get there, but it's just kind of frustrating when you lose by like one point in the last mini game and like nope, go all the way back to the beginning. Even though technically, like the whole game has this thing where if you're doing multiple mini games, it builds up a, a overall score between those mini games, so your overall score could be higher than the opponent's even in that last mini game. Uh, but they still will kick you back to the beginning, and make you start all over is it, it was really silly and dumb um, I wish I liked the game more. it still looks i mean Kirby always looks great um it's just cute, cuddly fun, and the uh the copy abilities are always uh, a good time too so um yeah uh i might I might try to write something It's probably not gonna be anything like extensive um I put a a a dead or Alive extreme volleyball article this week um that was kind of uh i don't know it's hard to say a review for a mobile game because honestly like like i played puzzles and dragons for six months and i never finished this the, the main line story and i'm just like okay i'm i'm good i've played enough of this game uh i played dead or alive extreme volleyball off and on for a month and, uh, and i was like yeah i'm, I'm good i'm good <laughs> um nothing at the game really seemed so much um but but uh yeah i um I'll probably do something similar to that length of that, with that Dead or Alive article I wrote and just be like, hey, this is this is Kirby Battle Royale. Uh, some of this is not great. <laughs> I don't really feel much passion for it. Maybe that means I shouldn't write anything about it, but we'll see. I got a couple other things I want to start working on um, now that I've finally gotten over my Valkyria Revolution hump. <laughs> um Uh, one thing I I was not aware of, uh, earlier this week, um, and I just found out yesterday is apparently, uh, Yuji Naka, uh, who, you know, of Sega fame, um, but had recently been with Prope as, I believe, like, if not the head person there, one of the, like, you know, founders and, you know, top level employees there, uh, went and joined Square Enix, which is like a bizarre thing. (laughs) I never thought he would. Uh, but maybe it makes sense. Um I I do follow Yudinaka on Twitter and um and he recently he had talked about like doing his own programming and stuff and I'm wondering if he wanted to get more closer back to like standard game design and when you're running a company uh it's probably hard to do that (laughs) um so so it's interesting I'm curious what he'll make at Square Enix I'm curious if he's gonna be like a major role on the next project or if he's gonna you know play more supportive role to another project um Yuji Naka I don't I a lot of people call him like a mastermind I I appreciate what he's done in the past I love you know. I love his work on you know Fantasy Star Online I never played the original Fantasy Star unfortunately um and you know obviously he's been influential with Sonic the Hedgehog and that brand still being around um but he's been he's been kind of quiet lately and I think um he, What he wanted to do, you know, at the beginning of the Wii generation actually lined up really well with Nintendo's like philosophy, you know, stuff like Let's Tap. And uh, I've actually recently heard there's kind of a a small following of people who really like Let's Catch, which is a WiiWare title. Um, So I might check that out because, you know, the WiiWare stuff's going away in the next next few months. So I might dump the money into that and check that out. But I've always had kind of a soft spot for Probe. They make a lot of. Kind of weird games they make. Um, I mean, the, the most notable thing they've made as of late is *Rodeo*, the Sky Soldier, which you know a lot of people don't like very much. But hey, you know, I did a whole video on on what I feel about that game and I'm how much I like it. Uh, *Rodeo*, the Sky Soldier, Wii U, Game of the Year 2015, maybe. That was my Game of the Year 2015. I know everyone hates me, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I I just. They had, like, a Disney pr- Princess mobile game that was kind of neat where you, like, did these these battles where you, like, circled around the enemy or, like, it's basically, like, the, the enemy would just sit in the center of the arena and uh, you would have the ability to go left and right around and use abilities. Um, and, unfortunately, I never got to play it. I think it's been shut down, like, a lot of mobile games, um, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, but there are some trailers up on Probst's website still that are just, it's got a, it's got a nice style to it. Or I said Disney princess, it's, it's fairy tale princesses. It's not a Disney branded thing. Um, I, it's easy to get that stuff confused sometimes when you've grown up with Disney being the, the proponent of that stuff. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I, I have no idea what Yuji Naka's is going to do as Square I'm curious um but really I I don't know like because he's been doing a lot of very um you know casual family friendly kind of games like fishing resort and uh I think it's there's some ski game he made that was really popular uh during the early iOS days um yeah it's just been it's been interesting they tried like a uh, puzzles and dragon style monster collecting game on over at probe and I think it's still going but um it never got localized so I never got to try it myself. Maybe someday I will, if it's still alive by the time I get there. Uh but yeah, Prope. Huh. <laughs> yeah, prope and Eugene. I, I wonder I wonder how Prope's gonna hold without him. I mean, at the end of the day, one person isn't always an entire company. Um, but but yeah, hm. Uh, if you haven't, follow Yuji Naka on Twitter, I say that not because I'm like, oh, you should like he deserves more. It's just it's it's a very a very wholesome Twitter. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of like him just like tweeting about like his hobbies and like his family and stuff. and it's like, yeah, yeah, Yujinaka's a nice guy. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say Yujinaka's a nice guy. There's some horror stories in the video game industry about how how things went down with Yujinaka at Sega. um yeah. <laughs> I always hesitate to praise someone like Steve Jobs as well because when you actually hear his like work ethic, you're like, oh, um, yeah, <laughs> maybe not a nice guy. <laughs> um, but you know, it's usually uh, not is probably alright, probably in passing, saying hello, you know, five minute, hey, nice to meet you, probably a nice guy. <laughs> um, maybe not if you're working with them. Um, yeah. Uh, so, I think, I think probably what's the biggest thing, and probably the biggest thing I've probably talked that's timely, is, uh, Monster Hunter Worlds came out, um, I haven't played it yet, well, I played the beta, and I will say, I really don't know what I want out of Monster Hunter anymore, I played Monster Hunter Try on the Wii, and I really enjoyed it back then, I, I put at least 100 hours into it, I think closer to 150, um, And I I had a good time with that. Really enjoyed it at the time. Um, After that, I saw Monster Hunter Four, and I was really excited about like the verticality and stuff. Or was it Monster Hunter Four Ultimate? One of those one of those Monster Hunter Four versions added like verticality. I think it was the original Monster Hunter Four. Anyways, so I was I they added the verticality stuff for Monster Hunter Four, but I never got to really play those for a couple of reasons. One, Monster Hunter Four took forever to get localized. They didn't localize it till the ultimate version came out. So it was like years after my Monster Hunter Flame had died, they were like, Oh, here's this video game. Also it's on the three DS and I'm like, Eh... <laughs> eh. Um So yeah, so I tried the Monster Hunter Worlds beta and I have to say that verticality stuff's not great (laughs) from what I played. It's just not, there's, it doesn't feel well, well, well integrated with a lot of the weapons and stuff. Um, You just kind of, I don't know, it feels like there's too much time that you have to sit there and like set yourself aside to, to set up this jump or something in order to, to get a good, like, I'm going to drop down on you and hit, hit you kind of thing um anyways so uh but I mean that's playing the beta so I didn't get to see anything beyond the three missions that they put out I didn't do the last mission they put out later um but I got bullied into <laughs> playing Monster Hunter World I think literally everyone I know except for one person sorry let me correct that literally everyone I know who plays video games uh except for one person uh was like hey you should get Monster Hunter World and play with us and I'm like uh <laughs> Uh, and i'm especially like because eh, i'm playing Den 2 right now and i'm really enjoying Den 2 uh so anyways i'm i I bought monster hunter world i had a gift card so i went ahead and did it um but i ordered it through amazon so it's gonna take a while to get here that's okay i'm playing way too many other video games right now um one concern i did have after so i've been playing Tokyo Den 2 and so monster hunter monster hunter on its own it's a it's a I would say it's still a very unique thing, if only down to the pacing of the combat. Uh most Monster Hunter clones go for a more fast paced style combat and generally are a lot more forgiving, uh, at least compared to Monster Hunter Try. Um and uh and Tokiden 2 is a really fucking good game. Like it's just like, oh man, I can't like <laughs> There's so many user accessibility things that they, they they do like between just like having this third eye where you can view like what limbs need to be cut off. Uh, there's this whole encyclopedia in the game that's really easy to access and read through. Each encyclopedia entry is very short, precise, and generally explain well what what things are. And it's like all this like all these other Monster Hunter games. It's like go to like a wiki and then you know bring that information back into the game while you're, while you're playing it. But uh, Tokiden puts it all within the game itself. It's, it's kind of crazy. Kokiden 2 specifically. I, I've never played the original Tokiden. Uh, and then there's like an open world aspect. I don't, I don't know if I'll ever write about Tokiden. Um, but I just think about Tokiden 2 and just like how, how well it's made. Um, you know, there's budget reasons in terms of like, you know, some of the cutscenes aren't quite as elaborate. Although I'll say the story is really good and the characters really good. Um, but I guess I'm just a little worried after playing like God Eater and Freedom Wars um, that nothing will really reach the level of Tokiden 2 for a while for me. And I think of like, I still would like to play Soul Sacrifice, but I wonder if I'll just be disappointed after, you know, playing Tokiden 2. Or even going to and go back to Tokiden 1, if it's going to be like, oh, this is not as, as extensive or elaborate as I would really like it to be. Uh, and I'm curious who, I mean... I mean, God Eater Three is coming out, but I I don't think I don't know if I have the confidence in Shift to make something as polished and well well created. But I mean that I mean I think the the reason I feel that way is because Freedom Wars kind of turned out kind of weird. But I guess the point I'm trying to make is that Shift has mainly made <laughs> mainly been remaking their own games since Freedom Wars, and so maybe they haven't been able to prove themselves uh, versus something like Tokyo 2 yet um i mean god eater 2 is still a psp game originally i mean it was released i think alongside the vita version but it's still a psp game um and it from what i've seen it shows (laughs) um um, and tokiden 1 was a psp game as well but tokiden 2 is a ps4 vita and i think maybe ps3 as well and now it came out on pc now apparently Uh, But, I mean, it didn't have nearly the limitations as most Monster Hunter games, you have to think about it, like most of those Monster Hunter games were being made for PSP, um, or in the case of Monster Hunter, you know, 3DS, and those are very limited platforms in what they can do, and Tokiden 2 might be the first game that really, well, if it's on Vita, you know, you have Soul Sacrifice and Freedom Wars, those are both, you know, Vita specific games uh but Tokyo 2 is also on PS4 and I don't know it feels like a complete package as a game like a a complete console game in a way that those other ones generally don't they feel like portable games um I don't know if I ex- explained what I was trying to say there very well all I'm trying to say is, is that Tokyo 2 is a really great game and I'm scared that if I go back and play other Monster Hunter style games uh, clones specifically that I'm not going to be too satisfied but again like I said I think Monster Hunter itself is still a very unique game at least in terms of the pacing of the combat Uh, but we'll see if I enjoy Monster Hunter World I'll I'll let you know when I find time to play it (laughs) I will try to make it a priority to play Monster Hunter World instead of playing garbage like Kirby Battle Royale (laughs) (laughs) Kirby Battle Royale is not garbage. Let's move on. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. It's the t- it's my favorite time, the Fortune Cookie time. Um, just uh, just as a quick note, I actually actually pulled Saga Two before this on accident, and I'm really sad that I did that on accident beforehand because I would like to talk about Saga Two. I really like Saga Two. Um, but. Instead, we're going to talk about Drakengard 3, a game I also really like. Um, you know, the, uh, hmm, how do I want to talk about this? Drinking Guard 3 is not a very good game, um, and that's okay. I think, uh, I think about, I think about what that game is in terms of um, content, and it's like, it's pretty much a straightforward, uh, straightforward, you know, hack and slash. It's almost like a linear dynasty warriors in some ways. You pretty much go through these tunnels and there's a bunch of enemies and you just like mash through them. And I'd say the combat is probably on par with like the original Nier, which I think is good combat. Um, you know, I I know people disagree with me, but the original Nier I think has good combat, um, and I would say uh, Drakengard is probably the 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 core melee combat boiled down Drakengard. Sorry, um, Drakengard is well, core combat is boiled down to like this just just specifically the melee weapons and having a bunch of different melee weapons that have different attack type sti- t- attack types. I think there's four different categories of weapons. It's been a little while, um, but I've always called that game. <laughs> more than anything a uh a drama cd that you play <laughs> um it's 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 i forget how many hours it is it's a pretty hefty game and it's a lot of doing the same thing um there are some dragon battles but they're bad um but that entire game is just about kind of like zoning out listening to your party members talk <laughs> that's that's pretty much what i sell that game as and 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 the dialogue and the characters is what really sells it. Um, I would say it's nothing, not like if you're, I started, you know, the dragon guard series with the original near, I think like a lot of people, a lot of people before near Automata. like a lot of people uh, did. And, um, and dragon guard three definitely doesn't hit a lot of the beats that near does, which is okay. I think because it has its own, um, own style it's not like it's it, it's not a game where <laughs> where everybody is unhappy all the time uh it's almost a game where a bunch of insane people are happy all the time <laughs> because you know they're murdering everyone uh I, th- I believe i saw a interview when this game was coming out with yokotaro where it was just like i i wanted to make a character like make characters who who would be happy getting like a trophy of killing a thousand people but like with real people and like what kind of person would that be <laughs> you know um i believe that was kind of the idea behind whatever he said it's probably not quite accurate um and uh and yeah so that entire game is just kind of like these people who are just having these casual conversations as they're mass murdering people and and then when when things get weird uh they they very clearly show that they are not mentally stable <laughs> at times and uh and frequently you end up having to uh kill one of your party members because they're just going so far off the rails uh at least I remember that happening pretty often but um it's not necessarily it's it's a weird thing because there's these different timelines of things happening and and yeah Dragon Guard 3 if you can find it for like 20 bucks or something I mean I don't know the value of 20 dollars to you but like Play that game and expect it almost treat it like a podcast game without the podcast <laughs> um just sit there, mellow out, chill out you know sp- spam some button presses and listen to everything that's happening that's that's how I feel about Dragon guard three uh I would rather play Dragon guard three than near automata, but I'm yeah yep, yeah. yep yeah, video games I need to play Dragon guard one still. I would love to. I need to buy a copy of Dragon Guard 1 still. Um, we'll see if that ever happens because I, I, think, I think it's probably valuable for me to go back to Dragon Guard 1 and even Dragon Guard 2, even though Yo didn't work on it. And and uh, the other game, I forget what the other game's called. My, my brain is saying Ego Proxy, but I know that's an anime, I believe. <laughs> um, I forget what it's called. It's like a PS2 survival horror game he did. Uh, that I would like to go to at some point, and I would like to play cover, op, cover Ops Nuclear Strike. I believe it's called. Anyways, that's gonna be it for this week. Thank you guys for listening, um, and I hope you enjoy enjoy your time. Whatever you're doing this week, enjoy it. It's gonna be a good time to this week. I'm gonna like it, even if things like if even if things go bad, it's gonna be a good time. <laughs> All right, <laughs> bye. <laughs>